Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. I was on a radio show last night, Todd, in Waco with Matt Mosley. He said if Shapin opted to be on the baseball team at Baylor, there's been talk about that. Steve Rodriguez would love to have him. He'd be a middle-of-the-order hitter in their starting shortstop. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Aaron, Aaron found it. I like that. I like that. That's my first time to get to hear that. That was um, that was the broadcast the other day, ABC, and uh, that was none other than um, Sean McDonough uh, basically uh, repeating something um, I had said to him on the air the other day. And um, Aaron, good good work. I appreciate that. I like uh, I like hearing that, and uh, I've had several people bring that up to me. And uh, we uh, we appreciate it. We'd like anytime ABC wants to mention <laughs> the Matt Mosley show with Aaron Sexton, it is totally fine to do that. And um, I kind of like Aaron how he just said how he kind of said it almost like we talk every day. You know, just hey, I was talking to Matt Mosley on the radio. Right. <laughs> just felt like it was felt like he was acknowledging that. Oh, it is the Matt Mosley show, Aaron Sexton alongside as always as we start out on a Tuesday lots to uh, discuss we have um, we have some Baylor basketball uh, coming up Baylor women's basketball at five o'clock today Nikki Collin her weekly visit with us that begins today at five o'clock at 420 today we check in with someone who's part of the 24/7 network and uh, has been keeping a close eye on the whereabouts of one Aaron. I mean, I guess you'd have to call this the most uh, ballyhooed transfer portal candidate in the history of the portal. I mean, is that is that going too far? I think I think maybe it's uh, appropriate. And of course, we're talking about the young man from. Uh, South Lake Carroll, who is transferring from Ohio State, and um, that, the uh, the quarterback Quinn Ewers, and he's going to be uh, going to right now. It, it seems, Aaron, I'm going to rank it. The way I have it handicapped is University of Texas, Texas Tech second, and TCU third. I don't know that anybody else is really involved at this point, but this is Quinn Ewers, and he is uh, probably one of the the highest-ranked quarterback prospects there ever was. And he is uh, he has decided that he does not want to be at Ohio State any longer. The Ewers family is playing this very close to the vest, but our guy in the field, Chris Hummer from 24-7, has been following this closely. Aaron, this is, uh, I, I was so excited for this show today that I just, 4.30 this morning, I woke up just ready to roll. 
just ready. I mean, I had no, there was no ability to go back to sleep. It was 4.30 and boom, ready to go. Aaron, I did make the rare decision, not saying it was a great one. I told you that I was thinking about it earlier. I made the decision to take a quick 30-minute nap before the program. And so, Aaron, if if I if uh, if it takes me a while to get revved up, that's why. That's why I did go ahead and get 30 minutes of rest in before the show. Today, Aaron, is uh, a special anniversary in our nation's history. Aaron, do you know what the date is? Uh, do you know what today is in our nation's history? It is December 7th. Uh, Aaron, what does that what does that day mean to uh, to our country? Oh, sorry, hold on. I had something come up. <laughs> no, 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 that's okay, Aaron. In, in the control room. I, I, no, no, no. The control room. Sometimes things happen, Aaron. It is. I'll just do this one for you. It is it's December. Pearl Harbor, right? Yes. 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 Okay. Sorry. There, yeah. Okay. We've. <laughs> We lost Aaron for a minute, but he's returned to us, and it is the uh, it is the anniversary, December seventh, nineteen forty one, a day that will live in infamy, of course, from that famous uh, address from our uh, president that was FDR back in the day. And I was looking at this today, Aaron. I thought you would like this. You're a student of history as well. Um, the nation's foremost um expert when it comes to Pearl Harbor is happens to be a professor uh of American history at Baylor. This is uh it's the Lyndon G. Bowers Professor of American History at Baylor. I majored in history and speech com at Baylor, by the way. Um Dr. Michael T. Parrish or Dr. T. Michael Parrish. Well, we should have Dr. Parrish on. And um and it's pretty cool. Uh, in his research, uh, Parrish discovered that uh, uh, that Doris Miller's impact uh, is far greater than we even realized. And uh, if for people that don't know that name, um, Doris Miller played football A.J. Moore uh, High School and, and enlisted in the U.S. Navy. And when the attack on Pearl Harbor occurred in December 7, 1941, Miller was below deck collecting laundry. Um, And, of course, it was uh, institutionalized discrimination that even caused that to happen. Like why Doris Miller was uh, a a cook or a mess man. At that point, it was hard for an African-American to become higher than that ranking. But... As the attack happened, uh, Miller famously manned an anti-aircraft gun and fired at Japanese aircraft until the ammunition was used up. Uh, Then he turned his attention to the water, uh, oil slicked and and aflame, and began pulling injured soldiers to safety. For his efforts, Miller later became the first black American to be awarded the Navy Cross, the highest decoration for valor, in combat after the Medal of Honor. Um, so, anyway, uh, pretty uh, pretty uh, unbelievable. And uh, Parrish is a Waco native. 
and the son of a Pearl Harbor veteran. And uh, very, very interesting that, uh, that uh, Dr. Parrish would then become one of the foremost uh, experts in the country on what happened at Pearl Harbor. So really cool thing there. Um, people that have been around Waco for a long time know of, uh, of some of the uh, symbols and, and some of the things around the city of Waco honoring Doris Miller. And um, Aaron, interestingly, one of, the remember, one of the reasons I knew the name, even before I knew exactly who Doris Miller was, is that Doris Miller was the name of a boys, uh, uh, boys and Girls Club hmm. in Waco. And um, that happened to be uh, the Doris Miller uh, Boys Club was the one where I coached when I was at Baylor and um, loved, uh, loved the uh, uh, Boys and Girls Clubs of Waco. But the, uh, the, the, uh, I used to coach over at Brownfield, but then the, the Doris Miller was uh, also one that was, uh, was uh, uh, and obviously we know what it was named for. So there's a little bit of history for you on a uh, special day in our nation's memory and uh, the day uh, Pearl Harbor occurred. And then, of course, the very famous uh, presidential address that was uh, that was made. And in fact, my grandfather ended up in the Pacific Theater of World War Two and uh, served out uh, World War Two on uh, the island of Guam um, back uh, back in the day. All right, lots to uh, lots to take in, lots to discuss today, and um, a, a reminder that uh, the Bears will be playing uh, in the Sugar Bowl on January first. And as we uh, uh, revealed to you yesterday, our coverage will be immense, and we will be on the ground, and uh, the show will take place from New Orleans on the thirtieth, thirty-first, and then of course on the first. We will have that Office of Baylor Alumni Association, uh, the Baylor Office of Alumni, um, the uh, tailgate show that we do, and that will be a uh, that that will be a great time and a great time for all of us to be together. Appreciate Doug Furch and everybody for making us a part of that. And uh, Tom will be there for the seven to nine show, and then every day uh, John when uh, John Morris will have the three to four. And then followed by the Matt Mosley Show with Aaron Sexton from 4 to 6. Aaron, I am still working to get you to New Orleans for the Sugar Bowl. Now, somebody has to stay behind and run the station. Aaron, if you do want to be at the Sugar Bowl, you're going to have to find somebody to kind of run everything from back home. It, it, can you do that? Do you think you could find somebody to man the ship? I don't think that's going to happen. I think mm. I'm going to be back here oh. watching it. Listening okay. to John Morris's call and running it all on right. the station. All right. All right. Well, all right. we would like you to be with us. I think you understand that and know that. Now, the Sugar Bowl for many years, I haven't seen who's going to call that for ESPN or ABC, whichever network that's going to be on. Uh, I would say, Aaron, you and I are the same age. I, the Sugar Bowl, to me, always has been ABC. You know, I just always, when I think back to the Sugar Bowl, and I would say when we were kids, who would have been calling the Sugar Bowl? It probably would have been Keith Jackson, who um, who would have been calling those games for ABC for many, many years. And uh, and I, for some reason, I can kind of remember. And, and Aaron, I don't know about you, uh, but 
I would say the most famous Sugar Bowl and maybe the first one I remember as a kid was Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. Now, who would they have been playing? Probably Penn State. Does that sound right? Because Penn State, usually the the uh, the best team from the Big Ten in the Pac-12, uh, the Pac-10, what it was called back then, would meet in the Rose Bowl. But in that Sugar Bowl, I remember uh, Georgia playing. Now, maybe it was – trying to think. Was it um, – because I remember Tennessee playing in one of those things back in the day. But anyway, I'm I'm remembering a Sugar Bowl in which Herschel Walker was playing for Georgia. And the coach of Georgia would have been Vince Dooley, and that would have been the Sugar Bowl. And, Aaron, I would say you and I were, let's see, if, if, if uh, he, if Herschel was a junior or senior in college, you and I would have been 10 years old. And that would have been about 1983 and that would that would uh, I think Georgia won that game and ended up winning the national title but uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun I I don't know I mean I don't want to compare because 2019 was a lot of fun against a good Georgia team but I do think there's something about winning the big 12 title and then going to the Sugar Bowl that feels even bigger in, in 2019, of course, as you remember, everybody that's listening to us right now would remember that the Bears um, dropped that uh, Big 12 championship game or Big 12 title game to Oklahoma and then went to the Sugar Bowl. We all had a great time. But there is something about winning the Big 12 and then going to the Sugar Bowl. This one might feel just a little bit sweeter. And um, I don't know if you – Aaron, do you agree with that? that because of what Baylor's accomplished this season and then winning the Big 12 title game, does this Sugar Bowl, the the build-up to it, does, does it feel a little bit bigger to you? Absolutely. I agree with you um, for, for the reasons you mentioned. You know, I mean, it was – don't get me wrong. It was great that they were going to the Sugar Bowl, but um, it was coming off the loss to Oklahoma. Um, I remember – Right after the bowl announcement was made, there was quite there was a few Georgia players that announced that they weren't going to play in the game. So I think this is a lot different as far as Baylor fans are concerned. All right. The only person that, and, and, you know, we may, who knows, there may be a couple of Bears that decide not to play. I don't expect a lot. I mean, I, I'm trying to think if there are any candidates. I mean, I, and again, I would not hold anything against them. It just does not. It doesn't really – I mean, it seems like Terrell Bernard and Petrie and some of those guys will really want to play. At the same time, um, I would say that both of those players I just mentioned, along with Ika, are uh, are NFL candidates. And, in fact, um, candidates to go in the first two or three rounds of the draft. And I'm talking about Bernard, Petrie, and Ika. Now, there might be some other players I'm not mentioning right now. JT Woods is a tremendous player, and I think he'll have a shot. Um, I, I think uh, Raleigh Tejada, Boogie Barnes, some of those other guys will have shots to play in the NFL. But Petrie, Ika, uh, and Bernard are the guys that come to mind first. So, um, Aaron, I would just say I, I expect those guys to play, but I'm, I think we're at a point now where I don't think we hold it against people when they uh, decide for uh, reasons of the NFL draft or whatever not to play. 
I, w- I wouldn't hold it against them at all. But I'm, I'm excited and would hope they do get to play. And, um, and then we'll see where it goes from there. And Ole Miss has a really fine quarterback that, uh, that may choose to go ahead and play in this one. And they have an offense coordinator that looks like he's, he's going to OU. So I don't think he's going to coach in this game. But we will keep our eye on that situation. It is time to get ready to talk about this very, very interesting situation with the young man, Quinn Ewers, who is in the portal as we speak. Where will he play next season? We talked to Chris Hummer about that from 24-7 next. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies are expected later on tonight. We could see some patchy fog develop overnight as low temperatures fall to 43 degrees. Again, some patchy fog possible early tomorrow morning. Otherwise, mostly sunny skies. It's going to be warmer, high at 75. And a mix of sun and clouds on Thursday. We could tie a record high of 82 degrees. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any change in the weather recently on game time you know obviously demarcus lawrence left after the first week randy gregory's been in and out Fred urban was placed on injured reserve a few weeks ago back in the preseason when the cowboys visited the arizona cardinals they lost defensive tackle neville gallimore who's you know clearly the best defensive tackle and so he hasn't played at all so far this season that's their starting four demarcus lawrence neville gallimore Brent urban randy gregory and they have never had all four of them together game time weekdays at 7 a.m on espn central texas Are you in the market to buy or sell a home and need an agency to deliver excellent results? Camille Johnson Realtors is excited to assist you with one of the most important decisions for you and your family, whether it be residential, commercial, or farm and ranch properties. Camille and her all-star team of agents are ready to help buyers and sellers through what can be a stressful period in their lives. Enjoy the multiple listings, community and school information, and photos of the area on their website, CamilleJohnson.com. Camille Johnson Realtors is a proud supporter of Baylor Athletics. Connect, host, work, and play with the Baylor Club. Enjoy an upscale environment featuring chef-driven cuisine and space to watch all the action. Discover a private club inside McLean Stadium with all the amenities you could want, including complimentary breakfast Monday through Friday, a la carte dining for lunch and dinner, and special events for all interests. Contact John or Rebecca today at 254-710-8080 to make the Baylor Club your home away from home or to book your next private event. At Charmin, we heard you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom in public, so we decided to sing about it. Get strong for your South Pole. Charmin keeps your undies wider than the North Pole. A shiny, hiney, a brand new year. Come to Charmin, happy new year. May your holidays be Charmin, clean, merry, and bright. May all your undies be Charmin, clean, white. Charmin Ultra Strong just cleans better. Enjoy the go with Charmin. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. 
The Patriots used the running game last night to defeat the Bills 14-10. The Patriots threw the ball three times in a game where they were two of three. It was the lowest passing attempts in an NFL game since 1974. Barring any surprises, Cowboys defense should get back to full strength this week. Neville Gallimore and Randy Gregory return to the lineup against the Washington football team. More coaching moves in college football as Oregon's coach Mario Cristobal leaves and returns to Miami to become the Hurricanes' next head coach. Alabama quarterback Bryce Young, Michigan defense of in Adian Hutchinson, Pittsburgh quarterback Kenny Pickett, and Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud are the finalists for your Heisman Trophy. The Heisman Trophy will be awarded on Saturday. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. to you uh, live on a Tuesday, Aaron Sexton alongside. We're uh, we're in the middle of uh, trying to catch up with a young man that, uh, well, I had a, a good visit with at the game the other day, and I thought, well, why don't we get this, why don't we get him on? Because, uh, well, he's got some, uh, he's got some interesting stuff up there, and uh, while we're waiting on him, I'll get you updated a little bit. Uh, Chris Ummer, he's the uh, National College Football Writer and transfer portal expert for 20, 24-7 sports. And uh, this has become a huge deal to try to cover and, uh, and watch these things uh, closely. These Oh, good, good. Chris is there. Chris is there. He hears me vamping while we're trying to endeavoring to reach him. And uh, Chris, it was good to see you at the, uh, at the Big 12 title game the other day. Nice to meet you. And, uh, I mean, you didn't make me feel old at all when you uh, were discussing <laughs> perhaps uh, listening to me on Dallas radio as you were growing up. But, uh, but that's okay. As long as you were listening, I don't care if you were six years old or whatever you were. But, uh, and by the way, your parents should not have been letting you listen to Galloway and me on radio. I'm not sure <laughs> if you were learning the proper things. But uh, that was quite a uh, – uh, Chris, that was quite a, uh, a game you saw the other day. And I would say – um, it's not typical that a game ends on just like a, a goal line stand, but especially not like, uh, you know, seven plays in a row that are right down there in the goal line. I would say that Baylor, when you, when you um, count all the other stands they made in the red zone, uh, that, was, that was a pretty good red zone defense you saw, Chris. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Galloway would have been a big fan of it uh, as well. Um, <laughs> kind of the old school there for sure. Um, yeah, it was it was incredible. Um, those goal line stands in the fourth quarter totally shifted the game. I think Oklahoma State was within the two yard line seven times and didn't get in once. And that type of effort wins you a championship, and that's what it did on Saturday. And I thought Oklahoma State was probably the better team. I think the stats kind of show that out. Um, if you kind of look at the game holistically and not just focus on the first half when Blake Shapin was so good, but Baylor made the plays when it mattered and that defense, um, which I don't think has a ton of like day one or K two NFL guys, maybe Charles Bernard gets in that mix. Jalen Petrie is not going to be an early round pick, even though he was the big 12 defensive player of the year. He's one of my favorites. I like, I love watching that kid, but Dave Aranda coached them well and they play so hard. And it's the reason why Baylor's a champion. 
Yeah, Chris, uh, you may we may uh, decide that you're good luck. So if you want to come to New Orleans, uh, we will host you. We'd love to have you there at the Sugar Bowl, and uh, so we'll see if you see if you can fit us in there. Um, uh, there at twenty. I get in trouble. I get in trouble in Louisiana most of the time, um, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. You did not strike me as a young man that would get in a lot of trouble, but okay, if you say so. Although you do, it seems like you might spend some time in Austin these days, so there's probably trouble to be to, to get into there. Now, speaking of Austin, um, this is fascinating. You have the uh, latest on Quinn Ewers, the, uh, the young man who is uh, transferred out of Ohio State. First of all, you follow the portal closely for 24-7. It, it, would this be... The uh, the most decorated since the uh, since the the we started talking about the transfer portal constantly I might add is is this the the highest profile transfer that has ever entered the transfer portal? I I think so probably we've had some pretty big names over the years under the portal I think Justin Fields is right there with him. And obviously we saw what Justin Fields did at Georgia, or at Ohio state when he transferred, he went to the national title game. He was a Heisman finalist. And Quinn is that type of prospect. Um, I know he hasn't been on the field like Justin was a little bit as a true freshman in Georgia, but for, for those who aren't too familiar with Quinn, he should be a high school senior right now. He should be playing with South Lake Carroll and the playoffs. And before he got to Ohio state, we kind of talked about him as a generational prospect. He was a guy that, some had labeled as the best since Trevor Lawrence. So that's kind of the, um, the laurels he's carried with him um, since he was like 15 or 16. And if you've ever seen him in person, you just, the ball comes off differently in his hands. Like he's a different thrower of the football and you really, it's very obvious when you see it. And um, if he gets to Texas or he gets to Texas tech, like that is a program changing presence in my mind. So, you had I feel like you have Texas a little bit in the lead with Tech right behind him and then uh, TCU, and he's been over to TCU, checked things out, enjoyed his visit, uh, according to your report, at uh, Texas Tech. Now, what do you think? The one thing you mentioned is Texas Tech has a bit of a crowded quarterback room, interestingly enough, because we don't think of Tech right now and go, oh, they're just stacked with quarterbacks, but they do have some talent. Now, as you said, though, Chris, wouldn't they clear the decks for this young man? Wouldn't they say, hey, Baron, love you? Uh, Baron Morton, who I'm talking about, uh, who's, who's uh, one of the guys that was a highly rated uh, quarterback, would Tech kind of clear everything to make this kid the starter? And can you imagine what this would do for Joey McGuire early in his time at Tech if they landed this, uh, this level of a talent? Oh, it I mean, I, I would imagine the deck gets cleared. If you are in a quarterback room at Texas Tech, and I like Baron Morton as much as the next person. I think we had him super high at 24-7 sports in terms of the rating. I think he's got a really bright future. I think he is the future at Texas Tech presently. But if Quinn comes into that room, he's probably going to play. But there will be a competition. I think there's just more depth there and more competition to the point where I think it's not as much of a lock that Quinn would play as opposed to Texas, which probably sounds like the inverse of what should happen given recruiting rankings and stuff like that. But uh, Texas tech quarterback room is pretty good and pretty deep, but yeah, it would, it would be so big for Joey McGuire. And like, I, I've never met a person who doesn't like Joey McGuire. Like he is one of those people who I just feel like resonates with everyone. Like you've talked to him for five minutes and you feel like, you know, him. and if he can get in Quinn in his first year and have two years of Quinn Ewers 
on his roster. There's no telling what he can do recruiting in the DFW area, recruiting in Texas, and like frankly on the field. Um, that's not an untalented roster that's in Lubbock right now. Matt Wells did not leave the covered bear. And if you add Quinn Ewers to that, like especially if Texas and Oklahoma move on and we're in a new look Big 12, Texas Tech is fully capable of making some noise quickly. If he flips several Baylor recruits, we'll learn not to like him, okay? Let me just put it that way, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I like Joey personally, but, uh, but yes, at some point we might be like, okay, Joey, that's enough. There's some kid at Rockwell Heath right now that, that I'm hearing he's after. Last name is Neighbors, wide receiver, quick, quick, quick. I mean, fat, and, uh, and I'm, I'm, I would hate uh, – that's a Baylor commit, but uh, Joey – is kind of, and he got this new uh, office coordinator from Western Kentucky, and you're following all that too. So that's going to be kind of interesting. That, that's a former, uh, that's a guy with a lot of uh, Texas Tech ties. So we'll see what happens. Now, talking to Chris Hummer, 24 7, he covers the portal for them. Uh, he's been following all these coaches pretty closely. Now, why do you say, when we're talking about Quinn Ewers, and this is that stud kid from, uh, from South Lake Carroll that we're, we've been talking about, great quarterback. Why do you think the infrastructure, I think as you put it, is so good for him at the University of Texas? I mean, you could say maybe it's perfect because, like you say, the two quarterbacks this this past year did not get it done. Sark is somewhat known as a quarterback whisperer. How did did Sark get to – you think he got to know Quinn pretty well and the family when he was still at Alabama during the recruiting process? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Steve Sarkeesian was kind of Alabama's lead recruiter on Quinn. So I think Alabama Alabama was running third behind um, Texas and Ohio State during that process. Oklahoma was right there, too, for a long time with Lincoln Riley, too. So those were kind of the main four for Quinn coming out of high school. And Alabama was always in there because of Steve Sarkeesian, because of what Steve Sarkeesian had done with Tua, because of what Steve Sarkeesian had done with Mac Jones. And I mean, if he recruited Bryce Young too, so he was on that roster as well. So I think Steve is known as Steve Sarkeesian is known as a quarterback whisperer. There's a young receiver in place with Xavier Worthy who's going to be a superstar for Texas. They are a more talented team, and I want to stress on paper, it hasn't always translated on the field. They are a more talented team in Texas Tech on paper. They're better offensive linemen on paper at Texas, and you have to. If you're Quinn, you have to believe in what the vision Steve Sarkeesian is selling to you. And if you're Quinn, you're listening to a guy who's put several quarterbacks in the league, dating all the way back to his time at USC when he was working with Matt Leinart and those guys. So he has a long history of that. So I, I think that is the infrastructure and the vision that Steve Sarkeesian is pushing Quinn on. Plus, just frankly, Austin is a large market, and Quinn has shown that he cares about things like name, image, and likeness. Yeah, although you've seen the Aggies recruit like crazy, and I'm not certain that Austin, it used to be, well, you want to go to Austin or you want to College Station? I'm not certain that's as huge of a discrepancy as it used to be, although that might be, and that might be why Texas said, oh, let's go try the SEC. You know, let's, let's, go, let's go get in there and see if we can recruit uh, even better in the SEC. We shall see. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, talking to Chris Hummer of the uh, of 24-7, How, when you're following all this uh, uh, stuff that's happening with the portal, I've noticed some, several offensive linemen. I've seen you indicate this is going to be 
very, some uh, some some really talented offensive linemen out there. First of all, how do you know when a player ends up in the portal? Do, do you all have, like 24-7 seems to have like a great database. How, how are you all alerted so quickly? Are you just, is part of that being tied into all these different schools? And, and it, or as part of it is you, whatever database you look at, do you have the, uh, do you have a better subscription to that than I do? <laughs> I don't know if I can give away all the trade secrets, but I would say, I would say we have a great network at 24 seven sports and a lot of people with a lot of connections and we can kind of lean on them uh, to kind of figure out who is entering the transfer portal. Um, that's how we handle it. Um, as for the offensive line question, I won't pretend to be an offensive line evaluator. Like I was a very piss poor, uh, kind of wide receiver and maybe sometimes defensive end in high school, but we have people like Blake Brockermeyer who works for 24 seven sports, former all American of Texas, first round pick, great at evaluating linemen knows exactly what to look for. And like when we're grading those guys out in the transfer rankings, it's kind of, that's Those are kind of the guys that we've passed to Blake to hope he uh, can answer the questions. Yeah. But you know that these are like big name kind of guys. Now, like for instance, the university of Texas player that I saw uh, enter the portal um, is um, like, will that be a very coveted? Do you think he'll be a very coveted player? I think that's happened within the past, what, 48 hours or, or so, or 72 hours, I should say. Um, and I think you probably know who I'm talking about. Is that like, or, uh, is the, you know, Baylor, for instance, the team you watched the other day, the guy from Buffalo, Gaul, um, has yeah. been huge for them this year. And then Miller, I think he caught a pass the other day. It was batted down, and he might have caught a pass, but uh, that came from Vandy. I mean, teams are – it's not just, oh, let's patch something up. Some teams are patching a lot of holes with these transfers. Is that uh, – it? but, but you, feel, you feel like there's some guys out there that would allow teams to do that right now? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, offensive linemen are, is a really unique case. As you said, like Baylor got two of the best offensive line transfers on the market last year, and they came from Buffalo and Vanderbilt. Not exactly powers, right? So – you can find him uh, pretty much anywhere. A really interesting one is Willie Tyler came from ULM. He was one of the better offensive linemen in the Sun Belt this year. Um, he was originally a Texas signee. He has a bunch of Power Five offers now. Uh, one of the top transfers, offensive line transfers in the market right now is Miles Frazier. He comes from Florida International. Um, he has offers from probably 30-plus schools at this point. Um, he is a guy that's drawing a ton of interest. Um, Sion Finau um, from FIU as well is going to be a pretty big name. He's got a lot of offers. Like you have to scouts with offensive linemen really have to dig kind of deep. You're going to see a lot of FCS linemen jump up too. It's the hardest position to recruit. You need more of them than any other. And um, you have to really get creative with linemen in the portal, but that is by far the most needworthy position in the portal for teams. And they're by far the fewest number of good offensive linemen in the portal. The teams have to be aggressive, and they really have to kind of dig deep to find the hidden gems. All right, last thing: Do you have you heard anything on uh, on uh, Jacob Zeno, the uh, former uh, Baylor quarterback, went in the portal early this season? And quite honestly, I've, I've just never heard anything. He's a very talented player from San Antonio, who I, I'm sure you uh, remember him being recruited and that type of thing. Uh, do you uh, have you heard any scuttlebutt on where he might land? 
Honestly, and I know this doesn't make for great radio, I, I have not. Jacob Zeno is a person that I've tried to kind of get some information on a couple times. I haven't really been able to reach out. Um, it's a very crowded quarterback area operation in the portal right now. There's a ton of former starters. So I don't know where he is kind of on boards, but I would imagine that he'll end up in a pretty decent place. Like I, he has a very talented QB. He's got a great arm and I know the Baylor staff liked him before he went in the portal. So um, I, I, I'm equally as curious as where he ends up. Just uh, if you get that news, don't break it on Twitter, break it on the Matt Mosley show. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I will, I will call uh, in directly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, 24-7. I think they'll understand. I've got a lot of friends there. It'll Everything will be fine. Uh, Chris, good to have you on. Great to meet you and uh, and look forward to uh, – I still have Galloway on sometimes. He's retired oh, at yeah. probably age 77 or 78, and uh, and he just kind of drives around all day looking at whatever. He'll hear about something out in uh, Alito area, and he'll just drive around and look at it. That's really all he does. <laughs> and, uh, uh, anyway, all right, Chris, take it easy. Absolutely. Thanks so much, and I apologize about the tardiness. Oh, no, you're fine. We, we're only going to uh, – we'll just hold it out of your check uh, that we're about to send your way. Chris Hummer joining us from 24-7. Does a nice job uh, covering the transport portal and all things in between. It is the Matt Mosley Show. It is time for Campus Confidential. Lots of coaching changes, lots of movement on all these coordinators, we discuss it next. Ring in the new year with Baylor football in the All-State Sugar Bowl. It's the Big 12 champion Bears and the Ole Miss Rebels Saturday, January 1st from New Orleans in the All-State Sugar Bowl. It's the Big 12 and the SEC on January 1st in the All-State Sugar Bowl right here on the home of Baylor Bear football. ESPN Central Texas. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. And MLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. Since 2009, Dr. Philip Myatt in Waco Heart and Vascular has specialized in the treatment of diseases and disorders that affect the heart and its associated blood vessels. The doctors and staff at Waco Heart and Vascular are committed to giving Central Texans quality care in a timely and compassionate manner, treating patients the same way they would treat a member of their own family. They carefully explain treatment options to patients so they understand and trust the prescribed course of care. They come to you in your hometown so you can see them locally. Waco Heart and Vascular, 254-235 well ESPN Radio Sports Center I'm Ward Weich with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing 
The Patriots used the running game last night to defeat the Bills 14-10. The Patriots threw the ball three times in a game where they were two of three. It was the lowest passing attempts in an NFL game since 1974. Barring any surprises, Cowboys defense should get back to full strength this week. Neville Gallimore and Randy Gregory return to the lineup against the Washington football team. More coaching moves in college football as Oregon's coach Mario Cristobal leaves and returns to Miami to become the Hurricanes' next head coach. Alabama quarterback Bryce Young, Michigan defense of in Adian Hutchinson, Pittsburgh quarterback Kenny Pickett, and Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud are the finalists for your Heisman Trophy. The Heisman Trophy will be awarded on Saturday. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley uh, doing some Campus Confidential and uh, lots of interesting things going on in the world of college football, the coaching community. We were just talking about Quinn Ewers and where he may end up. The uh, transfer out of Ohio State played at South Lake Carroll, number one, uh, number one quarterback in the country as a recruit, already transferring. I don't know what's going on. I thought the guy was going to make a ton of money out there, but uh, he's heading out to uh, either Texas, Texas Tech, or uh, I think TCU is in third place right now with Sonny Dykes and that crew. It's uh, I still have a hard time, Aaron. I, when I say TCU, I, I do what everybody does. I still think of Gary Patterson immediately. I'm having a hard time thinking, like when I say TCU, thinking of Sonny Dykes. It's going to take me a while to get this partially because Aaron as I told you I took that pregame nap today took a little rare pregame nap Aaron I think people could tell in that early that first segment man the cobwebs had to kind of shake them off a little bit but now I've had my coffee and I'm ready to roll let's turn it over though to Aaron Sexton who uh who provides some of the major headlines as we talk some college football and college sports in Campus Confidential you mentioned the Quinn Ewers transfer. Uh, read an article earlier that uh, Coach Ryan Day, the head coach of Ohio State, said that that transfer caught him off guard, and uh, he uh, went on to uh, talk about the transfer portal and things like that. But uh, I don't think he was expecting Ewers to transfer. Ewers only played in two games and only played a couple snaps and didn't have a pass. He handed off the two times, that I believe, that he played this year. So, uh We'll see where he ends up, as you said, uh, and as uh, we heard in the last segment from Chris Hummer, he's basically down to two. It looks like Texas or Texas Tech and probably Texas. A lot well, of uh, – go ahead. Well, it sounds like to me that Quinn Ewers and his family or maybe Quinn Ewers decided to go – He, you know, as a high school player, he the state laws weren't going to allow him to make all this money and – he was able to reclassify, get into Ohio State, and, I mean, he signed up. He apparently had like some, like a million-dollar deal. Sounds like to me the man, the youngster, got some money, and then he's like, you know what, I'd really like to play closer to home. And then, you know, just immediately moves back because now that he's in school, um, you know, the, the laws will allow him to make as much money as he wants to through name, image, and likeness. University of Texas has gathered together. Uh, Aaron, you, you might have noticed they went 5-7. and seven. They didn't even make a bowl game. But they do know how to put a little package together. 
and um, and they have a good little NIL program. In fact, I'm hoping Baylor's paying close attention because that NIL thing that Texas is putting together, um, it, it kind of speaks to me a little bit. It's a way that these players can um, – the University of Texas has put something together where they can make some big-time money while they're in school, and, um, and I think it's going to be key in recruiting. And that's why, that's why I fear the – you know, I, I don't know. I hope uh, – I, fortunately, Baylor has a lot of great boosters, people that are writing checks, like the um, like that Fudge football operations, Jeremy and Christy Fudge. Baylor's got a lot of big money type people. They're going to have to step up, continue to step up, so these student athletes feel like they have a way to make some money while they're in school. Otherwise, Texas, Texas A&M, all these other places are going to you know, separate. Right now, it doesn't look like Texas is separating at all. But anyway, um, all right, Aaron, I'm sorry. I just, uh, I was going to take, oh, one other thing, Aaron, while I've got the uh, mic. Um, I, I, I find it funny. Aaron, did you hear um, Ward name the Heisman finalist? I don't know if you're going to bring this up or not. Um, but, but the four finalists, are you are you fairly pleased with the group that is brought up? Are you mad about anything, or, or do you feel like it's a decent uh, final uh, fi- group of finalists they came up with for the Heisman? Yeah, I mean, we know who's going to win, so the other three were pretty inconsequential to me. Well, mm. I, everybody's, like, mad and angry that this uh, player for Alabama, who apparently had great stats – uh, his name is Will Anderson. Does that sound right to you? Anyway, he had he's at unbelievable stats that he wasn't one of the finalists. All I would say is, Aaron, like, is this breaking news that this is not a defensive award? I mean, it, think about how extremely rare is it is for someone on defense to win that award. Um, I, Charles Woodson won it. Seems like somebody recently, you know, some incredible defender might have been right up there. Indomitian Sioux was at least a finalist. Indomitian Sioux uh, at, at Nebraska, he might have been a finalist, but re- it's rare that there's even a finalist from defense. So I don't feel like we should all start screaming and going crazy that three of the four finalists are offensive players. Yeah, it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense to me. We've always known the Heisman generally goes to an offensive player. I, I don't I don't understand all the uh, all the gnashing of teeth over this. No, it's it's ridiculous, uh, and the fact that there is a defensive player among the Final Four is, as you said, pretty rare. There's no way there was going to be two in the Final Four. The one that made it was Michigan defensive end Aiden Hutchinson. He was the uh, Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year. He broke Michigan's single-season sack record, just put up incredible numbers, and they, it's just the way it goes. They weren't going to have two defensive players out of the four for the Heisman finalists. I think I agree. I agree with that. All right, Aaron, what else do you have? Well, it's been a uh, crazy, crazy uh, season as far as coaching changes. Now those coaching changes, except for Oregon, still looking uh, with uh, Mario Cristobal leaving yesterday to fill. Uh, most of the new hires are now filling out their staffs. LSU head coach Brian Kelly is uh, has hired former LSU assistant and current McNeese State head coach Frank Wilson. Wilson was on the LSU staff under Les Miles for six years and is known as one of the nation's top recruiters, and that is a theme among um, coordinators being hired in the last day or two. Yeah, that, I, 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 this one is, I think, uh, 
was tough on some people in that part of Louisiana, Lake Charles area, because they they really liked the direction of that uh, of that program, McNeese State. But Frank Wilson is known as one of the premier recruiters, always has been uh, in the country, and and has a tremendous uh, feel for the state of Louisiana. And much like Matt Rule needed help when he first got to town, and he knew to call Coach Wetzel, Coach McGuire. Uh, Coach Bell, and get those guys in here and get some uh, high school coaches uh, on his staff. Uh, that, that, was a, that was a big, big thing for him to do. Brian Kelly went in there, and he used that fake accent right away, <laughs> and um, he needs help. Yeah. And, and Frank Wilson will provide that help. And Frank Wilson by, is, a, uh, is more than a recruiter. He's, a, a, he's thought to be, uh, I think his strength, as I recall, He's on the defensive side of the ball, and I've always kind of regarded him and, and heard that he's one of the great defensive line coaches in the country. But Frank Wilson's been a head coach, and uh, he will leave. It's always a little weird when some of these head coaches leave their post to join coaches. I remember when uh, Beard got that job at uh, University of Texas. Quickly, some, other, some head coaches from around the country. I think one, in fact, uh, Ogden was the coach at UTA. And he quit his head coaching job at UTA to go be on Beard staff. Always a little strange because you think, well, don't you want to? I mean, you probably left a big program to uh, uh, or a decent head coaching job because you wanted to work your way up. Do you really want to go be an assistant again, even at a, at a premier school? And I guess the answer for some of those guys is yes. The other thing is, Aaron, do you think Brian Kelly, do you think maybe he offered uh, Frank Wilson some pretty good money? To, to, to do that job. In fact, I would guess somewhere in the neighborhood of $1 million. Uh, I don't know what he was making at uh, McNeese State, but I would imagine they made the money right for him, and that played a role in it. But uh, some of these jobs are very interesting to me. And uh, uh, SMU has a new coach. Uh, uh, they have a new defense coordinator that came from Tulsa. Uh, it's it's someone that uh, that was in fact i'm trying to look at all these different angles on this i think yes i want to make sure i've got this right because sometimes i'm getting these tcu and smu coaches mixed up the 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 person they brought in was uh, a coach under briles at stevenville he's about 50 51 years old and um and and he was the defense coordinator after bill young at tulsa and now he'll come over to uh, to smu and uh, so Rhett Lashley starting to put his staff together. And Rhett Lashley's in an interesting position because he wants to build on what Sonny Dykes did, but because of the way it ended with Sonny Dykes at SMU, you don't want to, like, praise Sonny too much because they're mad at Sonny right now. So, Aaron, that's a, that's a little bit tricky, you know, trying to manage that situation. You know, taking what he did well and building on it but you don't really want to, like, bring up Sonny a whole lot. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's not their uh, favorite person. <laughs> you mentioned uh, Coach Joey McGuire, the new head coach at Texas Tech. He's also filling out his staff. He hired uh, Zach Kitley, who was the offensive coordinator at Western Kentucky this past season. Kitley is 30 years old. He's a uh, Lubbock, Texas native. He returns to his alma mater after a record-setting season at Western Kentucky where the Hilltoppers ranked second in FBS for scoring offense, averaging 43.1 points per game. 
30 years old. Man, they're getting they're younger and younger when they're becoming uh, coordinators and that type of thing. I mean, you forget Lincoln Riley, who just became the USC coach, is only 38. I think that's our age, isn't it, Aaron? 38, or am I off by a couple of years? Uh, no, that's pretty close. But 30 is uh, that's pretty that's that's pretty remarkable, and uh, I think they're going to like him out in Lubbock on the plains. And I noticed that. Um, some testimonials came forward. Did you see that? There were some uh, Pat Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes had some nice things to say. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury had nice things to say. It's, I, I, th- I find it funny that Cliff, who got fired at Tech, is now he's been so good at, at Arizona, he's back now to, you know, sending uh, beautiful little testimonials and can't wait to see Coach Ketley, you know, back, at, uh, back on the plains, and he's going to be great. And, in fact, he gave him a lot of credit. For uh, for the job he did with Patrick Mahomes, but I do I still find it funny that we've almost forgotten that they ran that guy out of town, and and now he's the he's the uh, bell of the ball. I mean that's the guy OU you know they were floating out there. Well maybe OU will go after uh, Cliff Kingsbury. The guy couldn't even last as the Texas Tech head football coach, and now we act like he's the he's the greatest coach ever. Tell you, I'll tell you what makes coaches look good is when they have Kyler Murray. I mean, let's watch Lincoln Riley when he doesn't have a great quarterback. Oh, yeah, we did this past season, and they lost two of the last three games. Um, he was handed Baker. Then he was basically handed Kyler. I feel like Kyler came in there about as Lincoln was taken over. And then Jalen transfers in there. So you talk about, you talk about a silver spoon. Um, he was handed a lot. And then when he had to put his own quarterback in, yeah. Eh, Benches Rattler, Caleb Williams, pretty talented, but I don't know if he's as good as any of those other guys I mentioned. No, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to how to feel about him, um, but I think you're right. I don't, I don't think he's he's on the same level as those guys. Did you uh, get to watch the ACC championship game? No, and it looks like I had a lot of company in that. <laughs> yes, the uh, the numbers are out, and uh, I was I'll probably go through them in more detail tomorrow. But uh, the ACC was at the very bottom as far as cha- conference championship games. The SEC was at the top, fifteen point three million viewers. Big Ten, eleven point six million viewers. The Big Twelve was third with eight million viewers. Then the Pac twelve championship, four point two million. The AAC championship with Houston and Cincinnati, 3.4, and the ACC dead last with only 2.6 million viewers. So the Big 12 viewers had almost twice as many. The Big 12 championship had almost twice as many viewers as the Pac-12 and almost three times as many as the ACC. And the AAC had almost a million more viewers than the ACC conference championship. Just some pretty amazing numbers, actually. Yeah, I, I think what they're realizing is when uh, Clemson's not a part of it, it's uh, there's there's a there's a, a lack of interest. And um, I mean, I I'm sitting here trying to think of of who won that game. Didn't Pittsburgh pull it out? Yes, on the uh, f- part uh, partly helped by the uh, fake slide <laughs> by Kenny Pickett, which wouldn't uh, likely the- result in a, a rule change. It actually. The uh, uh, their rules expert on the broadcast said it should have been called a penalty. It should have been an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, but 
there will be a specific rule change to prevent that because the defender stopped, you know, and he was able to score a touchdown. It was a big play in the game. Yeah, I like it, though. I mean, he used – I thought it was a smart deal. Uh, and you're right, they'll legislate that and get that get that out. But, uh, oh, my gosh, Aaron, are you trying to tell me that, that people watch the Big 12 title game even though OU or Texas – uh, neither one of those teams was involved. It's amazing, involved isn't it? The, yeah. Wow. I'm shocked by this, that, that, that anybody would watch the game when the Sooners or Longhorns were not in the game. That is uh, – and by the way, it was the first time that either the Sooners or Longhorns had not been in the game since uh, 1998. Now, for several years they didn't have a Big 12 title game, but it's still kind of wild that uh, it had been that long. Way to go. Way to go, Bears and Pokes. Way to attract some eyes. I think it helps that it came down to that, that final play and people were going over there. I, Aaron, let's think about this. That means that 8 million people heard my name mentioned late, <laughs> uh, early, early in the second quarter. Is that right? Uh, maybe. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 8 million <laughs> people. That's exciting. Okay, well, um, it is time. That was Campus Confidential. Good stuff from Aaron there. And uh, it is time for our weekly visit with the uh, head women's coach at Baylor. Her name is Nikki Collin. She joins us next. High school football on ESPN Central Texas. It's the Class 2A Division II state semifinals as the Mark Panthers take on the Beavers of Fall City. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Johnny Tusa, Darren Burrow, and me this Friday night as the Mark Panthers meet Fall City. Our broadcast begins at 6.30 with the pregame show. We'll have the kickoff and all the action at 7 o'clock. Don't miss the state semifinals. It's Mart in Fall City, and it's this Friday night at 6.30 on ESPN Central Texas. Well, it's that time again, the most wonderful time of the year. And just like most of us, the foundation doctors thinking about home and family. Hey, Dad. Hi, Jay. What you working on? I'm building a gingerbread house. That's cool. Why's the door so crooked? And why is your chimney leaning like that? I guess my house needs the foundation, Doctor. <laughs> You're such a goofy kid. Is your house starting to look like a Pinterest project gone wrong? Are you worried about the jolly old fat man making it down your crooked chimney? Then you need to call the doctor. We'll get you back on level in no time. Give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. From all of us at the Foundation Doctor, we wish you the merriest of Christmases and a very blessed New Year. The Foundation Doctors, just like old Santa Claus, just like old Santa, we make house calls. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving originally inspired Texas-style craft drinks, offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. 
Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams has warehouse opportunities available with starting pay at over $20 per hour and regional CDL driving opportunities with pay averaging $84,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply online at careers.sherwin.com. That's careers.sherwin.com. Or call 254-523-9500. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. Presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is the Matt Mosley Show, our weekly appearance from Coach Nikki Collin, the Baylor women. They were at it again in a really interesting contest uh, against Missouri. And, um, Nikki, I'll tell you, I uh, I was making my way home for covering the Baylor. Um, the, the, I mean, it was a fun day of Baylor athletics, uh, Big 12 title. And then I kind of was able to catch the very end of uh, the Baylor men were playing, I think it was Arkansas Pine Bluff. And then I was, I was able to get home in time to get a, a really good look at y'all's game against uh, against Mizzou, and I guess what I'd say right off is whoever picked that team low down in the SEC, I think that's probably wrong. And I I would um, I would say that uh, I'm trying to think now of her uh, the the uh, Aisha Blackwell that that was uh, mm-hmm. that was a pretty good that was a pretty good uh, uh, challenge I would say. I mean I think they're the thing about Missouri um, you know over the years is just they play a unique style and so regardless of whether they're playing a Big 12 team or an SEC team, you know, there's teams that have traditionally struggled with them, even in the years that, you know, they haven't been as good. And, you know, I think right now, um, you know, you had a team that was undefeated. And, you know, when, when you're undefeated, you're, you're playing with confidence. You know, regardless of, of who you've beaten or how good, um, you know, those teams are, you're, you feel good about yourself. And, so I think, you know, early, you know, we, we, we got them down early and they had to call a quick timeout uh, because I do think we've played a little more difficult schedule than they have across mm-hmm. the board, even outside of Maryland, you know, and, and so we were a little more battle tested at that point. But I think, you know, they're a team that relies on the three. We did a good job of taking that away early, um, you know, in the third quarter when they made their run and, and into the fourth, it was some of them were transition threes, some of them were offensive rebound threes. And and then Asia Blackwell, it's just she's a dynamic player. I mean, she's a McDonald's All American for a reason. Like that's not a that's not a kid that's come out of nowhere. Like that that's a player who is from Missouri. You know, wanted to make an impact at her home, you know, state school, and you know has just continued to get better. So obviously a dynamic score and can score in a variety of ways. And and so they, you know, when they make threes and and she's playing well for them, then they're they're going to have a chance to upset a lot of teams. Yeah, it it was uh, interesting uh, to observe that, and and like you say, that is a kind of a uh, you face some big guards. Uh, now, I mean, she's six foot. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying there aren't bigger guards out there, but still, uh, the rebounding. I, I love a good matchup when you get two premier type players, and obviously, we know how great Melissa is. I mean, 25 points and 17 rebounds in a women's game. I mean, you may see some of that, uh, Nikki. You having been in the WNBA. 
we see it in the in the NBA um, some nights from certain. I mean, you got to usually find a post player that can score a little bit, but to have a versatile player like Nalissa be able to put up those kinds of numbers in the kind of condensed game that that college basketball can be, uh, that's pretty that's pretty impressive. I mean, that is that is uh, I would say that's about as highly productive a ball game as someone could have. What what did you what was uh, what were your impressions of of Nalissa's game? I mean, I think the thing that she's done consistently, you know, the last month, you know, has been rebound at an incredibly high level. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Melissa, everyone's always known she can score. Like, I don't, I don't think that's a question mark and certainly a capable rebounder, but she is, she is dominating the glass and, and is really dedicated and taking a lot of pride in, you know, getting double doubles. And I think, um, you know, it's, it's a team that, um, you know, we, we need that. We need that from her. Um, there's no question for us to be successful. I mean, if you look at um, Baylor's statistics a year ago, it's probably the most dominating defensive rebounding team in America was the greatest strength the team had. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's, what's often overlooked in that is that, you know, Moon would go get seven or eight rebounds a game. And Eugene Carrington was a big guard that was going to re- rebound from the three spot. And Didi was probably the biggest point guard in America. Um, and so, you know, they there was uh, they had bigger guards that were, you know, going to mix it up, going to go pursue the ball. And you know, we we play three small guards this year, and you know, encouraging them to go go run down long rebounds, be willing to battle. You're going to have to go get, you know, three or four a game. But you know, there are, there are times when if if we just keep their guards from getting them, it's going to be it's going to be Liss and Queen that are going to go get the ball in a crowd, um, and and come away with it. So I think that's the most impressive thing. I think. You know what's what sometimes what people don't understand about Melissa Smith is just how good her touch is from about 12 feet and in. Like she just whether she's elevating into a, a short jump shot or she's floating or she's you know she's just really really good um, at finishing in a variety of ways inside 12 feet. So you know I mean that happened to be against them. They had smaller posts. You know we we were trying to get her more post touches. You know, and and they, it's not like she's just drop stepping and scoring. She's more of a turnaround player. But you know, we 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 were really dedicated to getting the ball to her. You know, kind of between five and ten feet from the basket. Talking to Nikki Collin, uh, Baylor women's coach, on the Matt Mosley show, uh, ESPN Central Texas, her weekly appearance with us. What is it like? What is it like for your players and and for you even to have like Dee Dee and Odyssey uh, at sitting courtside? At a game like that, uh, two players that uh, have meant so much to the program and two WNBA uh, players at that. What uh, is that? Is that a pretty uh, a cool feeling uh, when 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 some of those stars uh, from the past uh, come to the arena? I think it's just. I, I think we want to constantly be a program that is is welcoming and wanting you know those guys to come back and made a point to get them courtside, um, you know, in that game because I, I do think it's important that players when they leave here still feel connected um that that they have a legacy here and that you know our our players today are motivated by what what they did when they were here and what they're doing now and so you know i i got i got to coach odyssey for you know a couple weeks in the w we signed her in free agency last year and and even in free agency flew into dallas to meet with her and my gm at the time and so you know developed more of a personal relationship with odyssey kind of through that um Dee Dee came through this summer, so spent some time talking to Dee Dee. 
um, you know, here at the offices and, and just really wanting to continue to, to have those guys want to come back. And, you know, certainly those are both players. Um, you know, Odyssey is basically family for Sarah Andrews, like from the same area, mm. um, very, very close. Um, so there's that personal tie between them. Dee Dee played, you know, with the senior class of, 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 of post players that we have. So there's more of a personal attachment. But it's, it's not just those guys. It's wanting to bring back, you know, players from the Barrett generation, which I'm sure a lot of people don't even realize they were the Barretts before they were the Lady Bears. And so, you know, it's like just kind of trying to tie it all together and, and you know, to, to not be cliche-ish, but, you know, having having a sisterhood. The Barretts, man, we are we going to, I guess we can't really Didn't bring even know that, back. Did I mean, they were literally yeah. the Barretts like in the 70s, um, into the early 80s before they were Lady Bears. Gosh, that's pre, is that even pre-Maggie? Just trying to think who would have been part of that thing back then. Yeah, and that was probably even yeah. I mean, I actually had a coaching. fan that reached out to me to let me know that. You know, that wasn't yeah. certainly. I certainly didn't know my Baylor women's history before I got <laughs> here either. So, you know, I'm I'm learning on the fly. And yes. believe me, there are a lot of people that want me to learn. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I get my fair share of letters on um, a lot oh, of good. things. People still write letters. That's nice. Yeah, that 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 age um, group. Yes, yes. <laughs> Type, typed out. Some on a typewriter. You know. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Uh, I I did uh, I did like the um, uh, I saw something on uh, social media about uh, Nikki's uh, coffee cart and uh, mm-hmm. that showed up on campus. And is that uh, is that a new business you've started? I mean, is that going to be become a regular type deal? It sounded like uh, looked like a pretty good little crew that uh, showed up out there uh, for some. Uh, for some free coffee. Now, where where did you set up shop? I was trying to look and see. Was it over yeah, by the fountain? Yeah, we were, we were right sub? outside Fountain Mall. Yeah, okay. we were right outside Fountain Mall, and All right. and uh, definitely rustled up some some people from the union. But yeah, you know the the idea being like just um, being personally connected. I just think students. You know, you 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 have two reasons why students come to basketball games because they either have a personal attachment or it becomes the cool thing to do, you know, and it's, so it's fear of missing out, you know, and so, you know, trying to create that personal connection, um, you know, I just think, I just think a student crowd can impact the game in, in a different way. Um, they just naturally have energy and, um, you know, it's, it's not just about, um, it is about winning and losing from the fear of missing out, but it's just kind of the idea of, of going and having a good time. And hanging yeah. out with their friends and, and being able to, to be crazy and silly and, you know, and, and not be worried about, you know, their, their, their chem final, you know. And so, you know, it, it just was a way to connect. And, and I'm searching for different ways to connect the students here um, to get them excited about women's basketball. I mean, I was told from the time I got here that is as great as the fan engagement has always been here at Baylor and the attendance, you know, it's there's just rarely been much of a student crowd, you know, so trying yeah. to connect those dots and, and look, I mean, everyone drinks coffee these days or the majority of people do. I love coffee. So it was kind of a way, I mean, Whataburger was our game sponsor. So we had, you know, free coupons to, to, the, to Whataburger. And so, you know, who, what student doesn't love free coffee and, and free burgers, fries and, and chicken biscuits. So, you know, it, it was, it was awesome. It was, it was well yeah. put together. It was, Hopefully, you know, something that we, we can do fairly regularly, but, you know, just kind of caught people between class when people are just on the move. Well, it's a fun venue. It's a fun team. Uh, I think it's an easy team to enjoy uh, and, and come out for, and I, I think it's a good idea. 
And uh, sadly, when I was in school, I mean, we were uh, our women were really bad. And, um, you know, I don't want to date myself, but that was a, that was maybe back in the early to mid-90s, and we weren't doing much there. And Sonia Hogue came, and it got a little better, and then it got a lot better. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. It'd be great to have more students out there. Now, tell me about this, uh, the, the, the women's showcase I, I, uh, that's uh, going to be at that Mohegan Sun Arena. I would imagine as a WNBA coach like you were, you've played in that venue uh baylor as i see it lined up uconn's going to be featured in that obviously that's up in their part of the country um these are four big time programs i mean i i'll put michigan uh i'll say michigan i'll say four big time programs uh they're not quite to your your level but um what what do you think that'll be like and um and 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 have you gotten to uh have you gotten to uh, uh tour the uh hall of fame in the past i have i actually when i was um an assistant at Arkansas, um, and Phil Knight was going into the Hall of Fame. Um, they invited all the the men's and women's basketball uh, Nike school uh, coaches were invited to that to that Hall of Fame and Phil Knight's induction. And so I was able to go up. My husband was a head coach at Arkansas on the women's side, and and uh, Mike Anderson and his wife, the four of us, went up. Um, and then got to be at the Hall of Fame, be at the induction. I had my picture taken like Larry Bird has just always been my favorite player, but Larry yeah. Magic, you know, kind of the whole the whole gamut. So it was a pretty incredible experience. So definitely been to the Hall of Fame, um, you know, coached two years with the Connecticut Sun, and Mohegan was our home court. And so, you know, just, just it's a great venue for for basketball in general, women's basketball especially, because it's, about the size that the new pavilion is going to be, you know, it's 8,000 and it's people are up close and back of house is awesome because it's, you know, huge for a concert venue. And, and so they, they just really do a good job um, with the hospitality and back of house. And yeah. And I, I would put Michigan, I mean, I think Michigan and Naz Hillman and, and what they've done in the last few years, um, certainly they don't have the, the history um, of UConn um, or Baylor, but as far as a, a good team today, um, a team on the rise um, in the Big Ten and nationally. They're, they're very good. You know, they just announced they're going to do a 30-minute. 30, 30 uh, the WNBA draft lottery will be between games. And so, mm. you know, kind of creating a great day of, of TV coverage for women's basketball. And, and the beauty of UConn fans and, and Connecticut fans in general is they're women's basketball fans. They're not just Husky fans. So if they know they're going to get two great games, you know, they're going to come out for the games, not just to watch UConn. Certainly there'll be more at their game. But, yeah. you know, I think that's the advantage of it's, you know, certainly when we were with the Connecticut Sun, so many of our fans were crossover fans with the Huskies, and they just they get the game. They've seen it played at a high level for a long time, and, and so they're, they're great fans. So it should be a great environment um, for our players and for, for both of those games. So after y'all's game, you get to see who has the rights to, to pick Melissa. Is that right? Right, right, exactly, exactly. You know, and I was I was interviewed for a big like Slam magazine article yesterday on that, and you know it's yeah. funny like I, I can be as political as the next coach I can like I I you know I know I know how to say what I need to say, but at the same time it's like it, for some like sometimes just being authentic and saying hey it's, it's probably going to come down to Melissa and Ryan Howard, and and it, and it may be about who gets the number one pick. You know, it's not that. Um, because they're both so incredibly talented. So what's yeah. your need, you know? And on top of that, what people don't understand sometimes is 
what happens in free agency, you know? So if they're able to go get a power forward um, that they're going to build around, then they might be more apt to take, you know, a, a Ryan Howard. But if they go get a, a really good guard in free agency, then Melissa Smith makes sense. And so, you know, I mean, I can't tell, I can't tell anyone like who they feel like is, is going to be more of a franchise player. I actually think both of them could be. And so, you know, it may be a situation, you know, and, and certainly I know Melissa more intimately. I know her game more intimately. I feel like I understand how it translates. And so I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of calls from those guys, you know, come spring. Yeah, I think they will. And, uh, and you'll have a lot to, to, to share. I, uh, I always uh, look forward to these conversations. Um, I will tell you as we uh, start to see how often we're going to do the uh, Nikki's coffee cart. Um, I would <laughs> tell you that uh, uh, there are two coffee shops in Waco. One is a longtime partner of, of mine, so they are a sponsor. But I also think they're it's common grounds right there on campus. Uh-huh. You know, I think of you course. know that one, and I think your kids I've and family know, will like well. that one. Yep. And and then the other one that you might I don't know if you've been over there yet is on Austin Avenue, which is a real pretty street and kind of a old part of Waco, some old cool homes over there. And you're going to say called... Pinewoods, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, like that so place. I actually, not to, not to give up too much to listeners, but I live right down the road in temp housing from there. Ah. So I have, I have, and they were actually, that's who our coffee was from for Nikki's coffee cart, you know, oh, that's for fun. that one. So, yeah. so yeah, so both, both are great, um, like yeah. both. Um, there are days I, I stop into Pine Pinewoods because it's it's literally just down the street for me. So, um, you know, and and I don't do a lot of stopping. I, I usually stop at the Nescafe cart in my office, and uh, you know, don't take the time to stop. But but yeah, big fan, big fan of both for sure. Just remember, you don't have to move out to Woodway and and live on all that acreage like Scott does. You could live right there on Austin Avenue in one of those beautiful old homes, and I think it would be fun. Well, I tell you what, they are beautiful, and it was funny because I didn't even know that area existed um, until I went, until this became like my temporary housing, and it, it is literally a beautiful area now. I'm not going to Woodway. I'm I'm going to be a northerner if there is such a thing, if that's even a term. I'm I'm actually building I'm actually building north of Waco, so oh, hopefully we'll close in February. And yeah, no, no, I don't think many people are up by me, but I, I did find um, you know property on on six acres and oh, nice. uh, room for a pool. And so, but yeah, it's it's definitely not where it's not Coach's Corner, um, okay. where I know a lot all of right. those guys are. So all right, all right, out north of town, we won't narrow it down too much, but that's exciting. Well, I'll continue. I'm, to no, it down. I'm, I'm, I'm in the Elma area, so. Oh, good, good. Um, yes. Yeah. Very familiar. Yes. Okay. Homestead oh. Heritage people are building my house, so. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Give awesome. them a shout out. Pretty awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. We appreciate it. Always fun. Every Tuesday, it is the, uh, uh, it is the appearance from uh, Nikki Collin, the number five ranked Baylor women. Thanks, Nikki. Thank you. There she goes, Nikki Collin, back with uh, more, a little bit more on the uh, Baylor Big 12. And I got a little more for you on Ole Miss, their upcoming opponent. That's next. Dr. Rao Ali has been helping Central Texans at Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro with necks, backs, arms, and really any part of the body that aches. Call Dr. Rao Ali, 469-562-4188. Now time for a Cowboys update. Hey everyone, with today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. The unquestioned leader of the defense returned after missing 10 games due to injury. And with five games left to play in the season, he believes the Cowboys defense can be a top five unit. You'll hear from Demarcus Lawrence after this. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? 
At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family, and it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Cowboys defensive end Demarcus Lawrence played 37 snaps in last Thursday's win over the Saints. It was his first game action since breaking his foot in September. It's not just Lawrence riding to the rescue. Later this week, pass rusher Randy Gregory and run stuffer Neville Gallimore, who've combined to miss 16 games, are also set to return from injury. Lawrence can't wait for the defense to be at full strength for the final five-game stretch of the season. Oh, man, we could be top five in the league. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but I know we got great players in this locker room, but it's all about honing in on our details and coming out here and getting a complete game. Two of the next three are against Washington, which trails the Cowboys by just two games in the division. With the boys at the Star, I'm Christy Scales. If you suffer from chronic pain, whether it's neck or back, arthritis, migraines, or any part of your body, it doesn't have to be that way. Dr. Rao Ali is a board-certified pain specialist that offers his services to Central Texans from Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro. He can find the best treatment to help you improve daily function and increase your quality of life. Call Dr. Rao Ali for an appointment, 469-562-4188. That number again, 469-562-4188. Corporate retirement has a lot of moving parts, and putting together a thorough plan takes careful preparation. I'm Joe Kaleo with Kaleo Wealth Management. I've spent a lot of time thinking about retirement planning from the perspective of employees and employers. We'd like to build a relationship with you and help you chart a path toward your financial goals. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. Ah, music to our ears. Just like the words of Randy and Dennis, real customers who decided to give Good Feet arch supports a try with a free fitting and test walk. In the morning, it felt like I was standing on marbles on my heel. Working at an amusement park and being on my feet all day long, extreme pain every day. Trying so many different things over the counter, none of it worked. When I went into the Good Feet store, the fitting was all about me. She brought out these two little art supports, tried them on, walked around the store with them, and immediately felt better. It's amazing. Your day becomes better and the sun shines. You know, it's a good life. See how our trusted specialists and personally fit art supports can help with foot, knee, hip, and back pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. 
This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies are expected later on tonight. We could see some patchy fog develop overnight as low temperatures fall to 43 degrees. Again, some patchy fog possible early tomorrow morning. Otherwise, mostly sunny skies. It's going to be warmer, high at 75, and a mix of sun and clouds on Thursday. We could tie a record high of 82 degrees. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any change in the weather. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by CMC Auto Group. Highway 6 and Imperial, come by and see what makes them different. The Patriots used the running game last night to defeat the Bills 14-10. The Patriots threw the ball three times in a game where they were two of three. It was the lowest passing attempts in an NFL game since 1974. Barring any surprises, Cowboys defense should get back to full strength this week. Neville Gallimore and Randy Gregory return to the lineup against the Washington football team. More coaching moves in college football is Oregon's coach Mark. Mario Cristobal leaves and returns to Miami to become the Hurricanes' next head coach. Alabama quarterback Bryce Young, Michigan defensive end Adian Hutchinson, Pittsburgh quarterback Kenny Pickett, and Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud are the finalists for your Heisman Trophy. The Heisman Trophy will be awarded on Saturday. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Sports update. Appreciate you. Uh, Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley show continuing into the uh, into the uh, uh, into Tuesday. We're, we're going strong into the five o'clock hour and uh, fun to have uh, Nikki Collin on. She's doing a nice job. Aaron, we may have to show up at one of these uh, Nikki's uh, coffee cart type deals where she uh, kind of hangs out with students, gets the students all excited, gets them out there to see the game. I mean, Aaron, do we, do you and I, do you think we could kind of get the students fired up and sort of make the women's games the place to be? I mean, it's sort of, it's a little easier for the men right now because they're coming off a national championship. The women last year got knocked out. And uh, a lot of reasons for that. The one that comes to mind is D.D. got hurt at the very end. And uh, Bears were in position to uh, to get in there and do what they needed to do, and it didn't quite happen. And uh, that would have been fun for both teams to play for a national title. I mean, it, it was it was it was right there. They had the they had the guns to do it, and just didn't quite make it happen. But uh, for now, um, you know, this is a good team, and the list is really really good. They're firing from three, although it it's uh, concerning. I mean, the threes aren't always falling, and. Uh, they were about four for fifteen or four for sixteen from three point land in that game. I don't know what's going on. I didn't really get into it because we talked about it before. Queen played seventeen minutes in this game, three points and six rebounds. I mean, this is truly one of the great defensive players in the country, and um, I mean, you know, needs to be on the floor for more than seventeen minutes. So we'll uh, if we need to delve into that, we will uh, moving forward. But. Uh, Lots going on, Aaron. Did you see all that stuff I was sending you uh, uh, during the uh, during the Nikki Collin interview? I mean, this is uh, this is really some uh, interesting things that are going on around the country. Uh, uh, newsflash: Oklahoma people are still mad at uh, at uh, Lincoln Riley. 
and uh, and <laughs> there's a story out there that they're trying to a Republican senator in uh, Oklahoma, I believe it's a uh, state senator. They're trying to name a a desolate highway, kind of a, a little known highway on the edge of the state, and they want to name the last three inches of the highway on this desolate uh, after Lincoln, and they want to do it to kind of knock him as they as you head west out of Oklahoma. Uh, Aaron, I I don't know. I think I could think of maybe better ways to gig. Lincoln Riley, but whatever works for you. If the OU people need to uh, reach out, I would hope that most people in Oklahoma are excited to have the new coach, Brett Venables. They've got uh, a new office coordinator on the way. They're hiring all sorts of uh, staffers. And um, I would think that would be kind of an exciting time for the Sooners. So I don't know about, like, tiny stretches of a highway. They said the Republican senator, I can't remember his name now. I was just looking at the story. uh they, they said that uh, he would be responsible, though, for, the, uh, for paying for this. And this was an official news release from the Oklahoma State Senate. And this is Senator Bill Coleman from Ponca City, lawmaker who requested the legislation. The release came from the off- official Oklahoma State Senate uh, Commissioner's Office, not the State Senate as a whole. I like this, uh, Aaron, This the person sending all this out is named Cassie McClung. Seems to be a young writer for um, the, at, well, let's see, some, some writing about health in Oklahoma. But what she realized, she didn't realize, Aaron, is that uh, she, you know, just putting a little press release out like this was going to become a big story for her. And next thing you know, she looks down at her, her likes and this thing's blowing up a little bit. She's got over 300 likes. So now she's kind of clarifying and letting us know where all this stuff is, is coming from. So by day, she's usually kind of letting Oklahoma people know about a, a fight against COVID. But she decided to dabble in, um, in sports. And I think, uh, I think Cassie, Aaron, I'm going to give Cassie a follow. Cassie McClung. I don't know if this will do anything for her career, but I am going to follow her. And I think Cassie is a little bit... Uh, I think she's a little bit shocked at the following she suddenly has for reporting this story. All right, in other news, in college football, um, and, and oh, one other thing I wanted to say. Uh, so um, our man Jeff Grimes did not win the Broyles Assistant Coach of the Year. He was nominated for it. They gave it to the coach at Michigan. And I think it's the... Was the offensive coordinator? Anyway, one of the coordinators from University of Michigan won the Broyles Award. But the Baylor coach, Jeff Grimes, I think it's the second time in his career, was up for the Broyles Award. He did not win it, but, uh, but that, was, that was a pretty good deal. And, um, and so that is uh, – and I did want to say also on that front, Dave Aranda has been named a finalist for the Eddie Robinson Coach of the Year Award. Now, the Home Depot thing – I think they gave it to Luke Fickle. I expected them to do that. I mean, I, it's a great uh, season for Cincinnati. I still think what Aranda did after a 2-7 and seven season, I mean, everybody knew Cincinnati was going to be a really good team and, and, and predicted to win the American Athletic Conference. Now, they beat Notre Dame, and now they're in the playoff, and that is a huge story. But um, it used to, like back in the day, when a team like Baylor that wasn't supposed to win won, like Grant Taft would get awards, and he deserved them. 
And I really think that's still how they should do it. But in this day and age, if you go undefeated and you're Luke Fickle or you're Cincinnati, you're going to get the award. But um, um, Dave Miranda is one of the 13 finalists for the Eddie Robinson Coach of the Year Award. Now, who is Eddie Robinson? Well, he was coach at Grambling for many, many years, and he rivaled Bear Bryant. And he coached at a uh, predominantly black college uh, in Grambling, but uh, uh, that's what we call historically black colleges and universities, HBCUs. And he, um, he, but he was one of the greatest coaches in the history of college or NFL, same as uh, Bear Bryant. And that's why they call it the Eddie Robinson Coach of the Year. Um, but more breaking news on the coaching front. Jim Knowles, the defensive coordinator at Oklahoma State, who was also up for assistant coach of the year and did a great job at Oklahoma State, has uh, decided to, he's been hired by Oklahoma State, excuse me, been hired by Ohio State to become the Buckeyes defensive coordinator. Um, January 2nd, that'll start. It's described as a huge get for Ryan Day. Knowles was a Broyles Award finalist this season and considered one of the best defensive coaches in the country. Oklahoma State obviously was known for their defense and uh, was able to uh, really hold Baylor down in the second half after Baylor had a tremendous first half and uh, took that uh, 21-6 halftime lead. So, you know, that's something to uh, – I think I find that interesting. Aaron, Jim Knowles goes to Ohio State. I mean – I get it. I just kind of hate it for the Big 12 and Oklahoma State because uh, Jim Knowles has been around for a long time. This is a coach that's in his late 50s, early 60s, and, um, you know, his days of probably being a, uh, a head coach are probably past him. But he's still a tremendous defensive mind and defensive coordinator. And uh, apparently, according to some of our, fan, our friends over at The Athletic, Max, whatever Max is, uh, you know Max, he he had said that uh, something along the lines of that Oklahoma State had said they would it would not if he left it wouldn't be because of money. Well, who knows? I don't know how much Ohio State offered him, but he's left. He's gone, and he is leaving Ohio. Uh, he's leaving Oklahoma State now. What is Baylor doing to make sure its coordinators don't leave? Well, I think that's in the works. I think part of why. Dave Aranda is going to get an extension and a boost in pay uh, will be to take care of his assistants. And Jeff Grimes was recognized as one of the better defensive uh, or one of the better uh, offensive coaches in the country. I think, um, obviously, Ron Roberts is not always going to be recognized because Dave Aranda is known as one of uh, the country's top defensive gurus. And when you're the defensive coordinator, for a major defensive coach, you just don't get as much attention. But that doesn't mean he's not extremely valuable uh, to the Bears. And it's I think it's good to have someone who's been a head coach like he has on staff. And uh, I think it's of great value. In fact, uh, for people that uh, don't remember, Dave Aranda coached on Ron Roberts' staff when Ron Roberts was the head coach at Delta State. And he had a great run at Delta State. That would have been... I guess that, that's, that's Division II uh, football. I believe Delta State is. And so, anyway, um, and, and some, something about that jogged my memory, too. 
Aaron, I know we've got uh, we got some big stuff. Speaking of uh, uh, lower division uh, college football, our uh, uh, Mary Harden Baylor has has some big stuff coming up this weekend. And Ward Whites will be in position to cover all that. And uh, so um, they were getting uh, Mary Harden Baylor. I think did I see Aaron? Did they have? I was trying to remember when they had when they played Whitewater. But anyway, they they uh, it's great. It's this the, week. Okay, it is this week. And uh, that's a that's a good team. It's a highly regarded team. Whitewater is in that division, and so it'll be great to see uh, them load up. And then uh, Sam Houston State, who coming off a a uh, an FCS um, uh, national championship, got really pushed in that game the other day. I think it came right down to the wire. I think I noticed. And so the Bearcats are fighting to kind of k- keep their thing going. All right, it's Bat Mosley Show. ESPN Central Texas, a lot more for you. Uh, we'll talk a little Cowboys next. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up as the Big 12 champion football Bears gear up for their trip to New Orleans, we'll hear from head coach Dave Aranda on his commitment to Baylor. That's straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance has protected fellow Texans with auto, home, health, and life insurance since 1952. With more than 260,000 square miles of land and 27 million people, that's a lot to cover. Whether you're wrangling cattle or wrangling kids, we're proud to protect Texans in all Texan ways of life. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to get insurance for Texans by Texans. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back, Coach Dave Aranda, part of a Sugar Bowl press conference. As the announcement was made, Baylor and Ole Miss to meet on New Year's night in New Orleans. One of the questions was about his commitment to Baylor. You know, the what Baylor represents to me is the the value um, in that there's things bigger than football, and the and that it and that you know, foundationally, you know, it, um, to get wherever we're going, we've got to start with people and we've got to recognize people and truly care about people. And, um, you know, I think whether it's Baylor university, uh, for sure, uh, Baylor athletics, um, you know, just, I think that is the, uh, that is the special uh, sauce. I think that's what um, connects these teams that do all of this winning at Baylor. And I think that's what connects the, uh, the, uh, the university and the community. Um, and so just for me, it, it, it aligns so well and it pushes me 
to be a better person. And I think like that growth and that ability to, um, to not be outwardly focused, but to be more inwardly focused um, is always been a, a true belief of mine. And I think Baylor helps me in that pursuit. And so just in talking with Mac and um, Mac Rhodes and our administration, I try to, as best I can, convey that and that this is where I want to be. This fits me. Um, and, you know, I think never been really, you know, have never really looked on the outside, um, have always been very preoccupied with what's on the inside. And I, and I think Max sees that and I think appreciates it, I hope. And um, ho I hope to be here for a very long time. That's Baylor head football coach Dave Aranda. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. I'm John Morris. Wings Pizza and Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by CMC Auto Group, Highway 6 and Imperial. Come by and see what makes them different. The Patriots used the running game last night to defeat the Bills 14 to 10. The Patriots threw the ball three times in a game where they were two of three. It was the lowest passing attempts in an NFL game since 1974. Barring any surprises, Cowboys defense should get back to full strength this week. Neville Gallimore and Randy Gregory return to the lineup against the Washington football team. More coaching moves in college football is Oregon's coach Mark Mario Cristobal leaves and returns to Miami to become the Hurricanes' next head coach. Alabama quarterback Bryce Young, Michigan defensive end Adian Hutchinson, Pittsburgh quarterback Kenny Pickett, and Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud are the finalists for your Heisman Trophy. The Heisman Trophy will be awarded on Saturday. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Mosley show. We got uh, Aaron Sexton standing by in the newsroom, and uh, we're monitoring everything out there. Cowboys uh, Tuesdays are usually an off day, kind of a uh, mandated off day, although they've been off for a little bit, had a nice little break, and uh, this is going to be big. This, uh, this game Sunday um, with uh, uh, in Washington is a really uh, big one, and the um, uh, Dan Quinn uh, basically came out uh, yesterday and said our confidence is very high in uh, um, in in rookie Kelvin Joseph. Uh, when his moment is called, he'll definitely be ready. Kelvin Joseph about four hours ago responded. This is the uh, Cowboys' second-round draft pick, quarterback. Said, "I'm just waiting on my moment in my and this is in all caps meek voice." Okay, that's uh, M-E-E-K, voice. Aaron, can you, in, what does that mean? I'm waiting on my moment in my meek voice. And then he has like the fire emoji. Is that, I, I, when I saw that, I thought of Meek Mill 
the uh, the uh, rapper out of Philadelphia, but and, and Kelvin Joseph is known as Boss Man Fat. He's a he's a, he's a rapper as well. Any um, any anything uh, stand out to you there? Can you interpret what he means by saying uh, "meek voice"? I have no idea. I, I was guessing the same thing as you that it had something to do okay. with Meek Mill, but I don't listen to him, so yeah. Meek Mill. Oh, oh you're shocking me that you don't. Uh, did y'all not listen to Meek Mill in the uh, pool hall over the years, Aaron? Listen to a lot of stuff, but not that. Not to me, not Meek Mill. Okay. No. In in addition to the four players already announced, all of the Cowboys' assistant coaches who were out with COVID are back in the building, um, except um, you know the head coach is still expected back Thursday. All right, we'll see. I think we'll hear from Mike McCarthy tomorrow, but he may, may not be back in the building. I mean, Aaron, do you think there's a certain amount of the Cowboys fandom that would like maybe one more game with uh, with the great Dan Quinn as the head coach? I'd like them all with Dan Quinn as the head coach, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, the Central National Bank, thank you. Our presenting sponsor, boy, they've been with us all year. Our uh, our uh, award-winning uh, pregame, our tailgate show, they've been a big part of that. Um, the one we partner with, uh, uh, Officer Baylor alumni, very tremendous, Brian Fonville, the whole crew over there. And they've been having Santa on um, kind of throughout the you know, Fridays, Saturdays, you go by, the, uh, go by the bank, and they've had Santa up there. I'll try to find out some of those days. In fact, we've got some parents. We've got a lot of dads that listen to us, some moms. And um, might want to get your kids up there to visit Santa at Central National Bank and uh, see what Santa has to say. Maybe you can open up an account with Santa. But uh, always fun to talk about Central National Bank. And another sponsor that I love getting to talk about is Shorty's Pizza Shack. I love Shorty's. I love pizza places that that actually sell pizza by the slice, and they do it there. Because I like to occasionally go by and just get a big, nice piece of pepperoni. I don't need a whole pizza. I just want one big slice of pepperoni. And I'll put a little Parmesan on there and uh, maybe, get a, uh, maybe get a Coke, a Diet Coke. I, always got, I like the, kind of an, the old-school Coke. Uh, in Waco, obviously, Dr. Pepper's the way I lean. But there, there's just something about a soft drink. And a slice of pizza. But uh, Shorty's does it all. In fact, has wonderful wings. It's a great place to watch games. Got some really good TVs. Great patio. It's just a fun scene. I wish they had have had Shorty's when I was at Baylor. That's, that's one of my regrets. It was not in place. But now Ted Shorty Browning, uh, Ferguson, uh, Salazar, the whole gang, they, go, they do a great job over there. So we appreciate Shorty's Pizza Shack. Big believers and big partners with the Matt Mosley Show. So let me name these coaches, uh, by the way, that uh, that have been out that are back in the building today. Joe Philbin, the uh, assistant, or excuse me, the O-line coach. Jeff Blasco, the assistant O-line coach. Harold Nash. Now, if that name rings a bell, I want to say that might be the same guy who you who was at Baylor at one point. It's been several, several years. But um, Harold Nash rings a bell. Kendall Smith and Scott Tolzin, Tolzin, he's like an offensive assistant. They're all back in the building. Good to have them back. 
Good to have them back. Some of those guys are like strength and conditioning folks. And, uh, Aaron, I just think you and I would both agree, good to have them back. All right, it is time for the dismount. It is when we provide you with um, a couple of parting shots for the evening uh, and send you on your way. That is next. Your home for Baylor football is ESPN Central Texas and the 87th Annual All-State Sugar Bowl. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Lark Smith, Matt Mosley, and me for Game Day Live, live from New Orleans on January 1st. Game Day Live is presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni. We'll preview the game, have interviews, and, of course, scores from across the nation. Don't miss Game Day Live, presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni, live from New Orleans on January 1st and here on ESPN Central Texas. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different, bank central. Central National Bank, member FDIC. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. D'Amore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show. On is the dismount. We had uh, Chris Hummer from uh, 24-7 on with us earlier, and uh, and that was interesting to hear kind of his take on what's going on with uh, um, the situation at uh, uh, with Quinn Ewers, the young man who is leaving Ohio State, one of the greatest quarterback prospects ever, one of the highest ranked uh, really ever to come out of the state of Texas with the South Lake Carroll, one of the highest uh, graded quarterbacks in the history of anybody doing this stuff. And uh, now it looks like he's looking at Texas, Texas Tech, and even TCU. He's had trips to, I think he's definitely visited Lubbock, and then he did TCU on Monday, yesterday, and uh, had a good time, but uh, he's got to figure that out and see where he ends up. I mean, it'd be really something. If he went out there to Lubbock, who knows where he'll end up. But uh, they seem to think he, the, he, uh, the Longhorns have the inside track on him. That guy, by the way, Aaron, we may have uh, – we can hold this over him. He, he was very – he's texted me several times now apologizing about running late <laughs> to the interview. So – I'm gonna. I'm just gonna tell him, hey, you know, we'll give you one more chance. You know, I'm gonna. I'm gonna hold this over his head a little bit. So wrong. Um, the, um, uh, you know, I usually wouldn't do much with this because we don't care that much about the Pac-12. Although we we monitor it, we monitor it, see what's going on out there. 
the 2021 All Pac-12 Conference football team has come. Uh, has uh, it's 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 out there. It's out there. And, and so I started monitoring this thing. I look for kind of interesting little things or even some, like, maybe NFL players that we might be interested in for the future, juniors, seniors. I'm just kind of seeing who's on the list of the All-Pac-12 Conference. You go, Mosley, why are you doing that? Well, this is what caught my eye. I thought y'all would like this. And this is a big reason why USC just went and hired Lincoln Riley away from OU. Okay, and everybody's all excited. Um, Aaron... How many Trojans ended up on the first team all Pac-12 conference football team? Guessing zero. No, one guy. One guy, Drake London. Drake London, uh, the wide receiver, junior wide receiver. I think he's a really good player. He did end up. All right, let's do the second team. I got second team offense in front of me. How many USC players made the second team offense, Aaron? One. Zero. Um, as I look through this thing, I'll tell you who 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 was all over it was Utah players. On defense, I count at least three of them over on here over here on the offense. One, two, three. Yeah, three on both. And then I actually see several USC players. So uh, Utah. By the way, the the, uh, the first team quarterback was Cameron Rising. The Utah sophomore who replaced our man Charlie Brewer when he came in. Sadly, we have run out of time. The clock has run out on this show. We'll be back tomorrow, though, at 4 o'clock. God willing, the creeks don't rise. Good night, everybody. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Blitz, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference football. Here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Big 12 football on today's Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. Coming up, the one remaining coaching vacancy for Big 12.